Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Take two. Why don't we do that again? Apologize for the little technical hiccup there, but it happens sometimes. Grosser Show till the top of the hour on this Wednesday 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll try to get in as many as we can. Then we got some Ranger hockey, Rangers Red Wings coming up from MSG. Don's got the pregame for you coming up at 7 o'clock. We get into all the football and all the basketball stuff real quick, though, right off the top. We got some breaking baseball news. There you go. Involving the New York Metropolitans, according to multiple reports now. I believe Mark Feinstein had it first. Luis Severino is coming over from the Bronx to Queens. That's right, one year. Yeah, come on, here we go. Meet the Mets, meet the Mets. Step right up and play for the Mets. One year, $13 million, reportedly. Seffi's going to be getting to join the Mets rotation. Look, they need pitching, and if you got Steve Cohen's money, $13 million a drop in the bucket. You don't even care. But Severino, number one, is going to have to prove that he can stay healthy, and number two, he's got to prove that he can execute. Because when he did take the mound last year, he was downright awful. Remember, this is the same guy that stood at his locker after one of those starts and said that he's the worst pitcher in the world right now. I don't think the Mets are giving him $13 million to the worst pitcher in the world. If that's the case, where do I sign up? But look, there's a need in the rotation, Sanga, Quintana, and now you throw Severino in there. And I'm sure that they're still going to be active. You know that they're in on Yamamoto. You know that they're going to be in the market for some guys who are on teams right now that may or may not be open to be traded by their respective clubs. They are going to have to bring in multiple arms to fill out that rotation for the beginning of 2024, and we get spring training. So there you go, a little baseball. Look, Severino's, you're not, the Mets are not bringing Severino in here to be a number one or a number two starter. He's a guy who, you know, you take what you get from him. As I said, low risk, high reward. You see what happens. But I don't think the Mets – to me, I view Luis Severino pretty much the same way as I viewed when they signed Jose Quintana last year, a guy who might come in and be no better than the fifth starter in a perfect world. But you never know if that is indeed going to be the case. Anyways, um, congratulations to the Knicks. Moving on in the in-season tournament of the NBA. They had to blow out the Charlotte Hornets to make it happen. Then they had to sit there and watch with bated breath to see what was happening with Milwaukee and the other results there and – by golly, they got the wild card berth, and they're going on to the next round. They'll take on the Milwaukee Bucks again. Here's the problem with the in-season tournament is now I'm starting to, you know, get my teeth into it a little bit and start to understand what the hell this thing is. I still think it's a joke, and, and I, I wouldn't shed a tear if you told me that it's not coming back again. But what's crappy about the whole thing is that the big picture here, if you're a Knicks fan, you don't care about the in-season tournament as much as you do what happens to this team at the end of the season tournament, which is called the NBA playoffs. You want to see this team make some moves in that tournament and actually, dare I say, get a step further than they did last year and get to the conference finals. That's what this is all about. And each one of these games, they still count for one in the NBA regular season. So because the way the draw kind of played itself out and everything kind of fell, the Knicks now get to play the Milwaukee Bucks in the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. Well, that still counts as a game. 
And so the Knicks now are going to have five matchups this year against Milwaukee. And breaking news, Milwaukee's really, really good. Like, that's not a team that you want to be playing five times. So think about this in the Eastern Conference standings. The other clubs that the Knicks are going to be in competition with, you hope, right, for playoff positioning, to get into that top four or whatever it is. Take the Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers, for example. Philadelphia didn't qualify for the in-season tournament, right? So then they get these games, and the way that it worked was the 22 teams that didn't advance to the next round of the in-season tournament, they all kind of get put into one little bubble, and they get two extra games thrown their way by the NBA schedule makers. So Philadelphia, who's better than the Knicks, and as a team that the Knicks are still trying to track down, Philadelphia gets to play an extra game against the crummy Washington Wizards. And they get to play another game against the Atlanta Hawks, who aren't very good. So what would you rather have? An extra game against Washington, an extra game against Atlanta, or a fifth game against the Milwaukee Bucks? That's the inadequacy of this whole tournament, which I think is a joke. And I'm sure that the NBA also didn't intend for, you know, one of the other consequences to take place, play, take place with this thing is that you have point differential, which broke all these ties. And this whole in-season tournament thing, it kind of mimicked what soccer does. But soccer breaks the ties with goal differentials. But realistically, how many goals are taking place in soccer games? Two, three goals, whatever it is. It's a little bit more manageable. Not when you're sitting there and teams are scoring up and down the floor and it's 20 and 30 and all these extra points. And then you had the game last night between Chicago and Boston. And Boston had to beat the Bulls and beat them pretty handily to ensure that they would advance to the next round here in this tournament. And meantime, Billy Donovan, the, the Bulls coach, has no idea. Boston's up by 20 points in the fourth quarter, and they're intentionally fouling the bad free-throw shooters on the Bulls so they have a better chance of getting more possessions and adding points onto the scoreboard. So Billy Donovan starts walking over to Joe Mazzulla, the, the Celtics coach, basically saying, hey, dude, what the hell are you doing? You got this game won. What are you doing? Why are you fouling our guys? And he didn't even understand what the hell was going on. So imagine if you had a situation where you had two head coaches, which maybe didn't have as even keeled the temperament as Billy Donovan and Joe Mazzulla, you might have had like a fisticuff situation. Hell, you could have had Malice at the Palace Part 2 on the NBA's hands, all on account for a stupid in-season tournament. But that didn't happen. Nevertheless, we'll see where this thing shakes out, and now the Knicks get to take on the Milwaukee Bucks again next week, and we'll see where that takes them. By the way, they do have two more games before you even think about the Bucks again. you got to take care of business against the... Crummy Detroit Pistons, which will be tomorrow night. And then he go up to Toronto to play the Raptors on Friday. Those are also two games that the Knicks should win. So you're sitting there right now at 10-7. and seven. You put a couple of those in your pocket. And then you've won essentially what? You could be, you're 12-7 and seven, and you're knocking on the door right there in the top four in the Eastern Conference. Not the end of the world, right? Considering that. You're still only a quarter of the way through the season. I think the Knicks have displayed thus far that they've got what it takes to, yes, definitely be a playoff team, to be a team that can pick off anybody, I think, on any given night. But I still think you need to see a little bit more before you go and say, yeah, I think they can even go further than they did last season. But moves are going to be made. You still have a trade deadline. A lot could happen between now and the spring. But so far, so good for the Knickerbockers, and hey, we'll see what happens 
when they take on Milwaukee and if they can advance to Vegas as this in-season tournament moves on. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Football-wise, Jets welcome the guy back on the practice field today. And it just so happens to be Aaron Rodgers. You know, nothing special. He was limited, of course, and he hasn't been cleared to play. He's been cleared to practice, but not to play. But just seeing him out there, you know, even taking the three-step drops, sliding side to side, spinning that ball out there. I'll tell you, he still gives them the best chance to win a football game coming up on Sunday, even if he can't move. Just put him in the shotgun the whole game. And if somebody's running at him and they're going to bring him down, you know, just throw the ball away, spike it into the ground. I'll still take my chances with that compared to anybody else right now with what's happening with this offense. But I think you have to keep it in a proper perspective, right? Because I still think when push comes to shove, I'm not 100% 100 convinced that he is going to play in a real game before the season is over. And Robert Sala said as much today. He's got to be cleared. You know, I think where the Jets are in particular in the overall standings, I think is going to say a lot about where his decision is and where his mindset is and the organizations more than anything. Because if you've got, let's say, two games left in the season and the Jets are eliminated, let's say they go, I don't know, one and three in the next four. So what would that put them at? Five and eight. Five and eight, your season's over. Right? You're not making the, you know, is it five and eight? One and three, four and six. They got what? Six more, two more, three, ten. No, that would be five and ten. Five and ten. That's all right. The math will work one of these days. If you're five and ten, you're going absolutely nowhere. And does it really behoove them to put this guy out there on the field to potentially risk further injury, which would then not only eat up into the offseason, potentially into the start of next year? And that is a proposition I think nobody wants to entertain. No matter how bad things might be right now, and no matter how unprolific things are right now with this football team, especially on the offensive side of the ball, you have to do what's right. And a lot of times, and this just isn't even in football, it's with any of these sports and with any of these great athletes. Sometimes you have to take the power out of their hands, right? Because they could sometimes be their own worst enemies in these situations. And you've got to tell them, I know you want to play. I know you're the ultimate competitor. You want to get out there. But we're doing what's best for you. We're doing what's best for the team. We don't want you to risk anything. And maybe that's a conversation they're going to have to have in a few weeks' time down the road. We don't know. All they did was open up the practice window today. So they've got 21 days to make a decision. 21 days to say, okay, we're going to activate him. Or you say, nah, maybe it's not going to happen. Which I don't think would be the worst thing in the world. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll close it out with you guys on the phones. The football, the basketball, the baseball news that we got here with the Mets bringing Luis Severino from the Bronx to Flushing. Get your World Series tickets now, folks. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, remember, short shows the rest of the week as well, tomorrow and Friday, because then we got Knicks basketball on both occasions right here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to the phones. Let's say hi to Mike. He's in Manalapan up next on 98.7. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great, Dan. Thanks for the call. I'm actually going to change my topic to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I'm so surprised that no one has brought up the fact that he actually is happy the Jets are doing this bad because he's an absolute narcissist. He wants to come back as the savior. I mean, he wasn't even honest about the injury. There's no way he'd come back that fast. But, Mike what's, he coming, Mike, what's he coming back to save? His ego. He's coming back. Now they're doing bad, and everyone's like, here comes Aaron. Aaron's coming back. It's, it's all about him. Yeah, but, but, but Mike, the problem, the, the problem with that, though, and, and when, if you're going to say that he's coming back to be the savior, there's going to be nothing left to save. That's my point. Like, he's not going to play. It, let's just say even if he does get back on the field, which I still think is a remote chance, by the way, that's three more games down the tubes already. Realistically speaking, three weeks from now, they could be mathematically eliminated or for all intents and purposes. Dan, Remember, they can't score a I, touchdown. Dan, I agree with you. But what's everybody talking about? Aaron. He's the talk now. He's, he's coming back because he wants people to talk about them and it to be about him. You're, you're absolutely right with everything you say. There's no reason for him to come back except for his own ego. He goes out there and gets injured. He has no, there's no reason for him to come back exactly what you're saying, except for his ego, everybody talking about him, everybody's going to be looking at him, he's going to change it up a little bit, and then everyone's going to be, Aaron's back next year, we're going to do even better. And then when he does take him to the playoffs, he's going to look even more like the Savior. It's just all about him. I agree with everything you're saying. But the mind of a narcissist, it's all about him. Everyone's talking about him. You know, he's on the practice field. He goes to these games. He doesn't need to be doing this. And I don't even think he was honest about the injury, first of all, because he'd never be coming back this quickly, regardless of the medical treatment he's had, the rehab. It's just not possible. So I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I'm just saying no. the narcissist in him, it's all about him. Well, and, and Mike, look, and thanks for the phone call. Here, here's the thing, though, and this is why I said it a little bit earlier. 
that's why the team sometimes needs to step in and take the decision out of the hands of the player. Now, I understand that you're not just talking about an average player here. You're talking about a guy who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever play the position, one of the biggest stars in the game. I get it. I get it. And a guy who, let's be honest, was basically the entire organization before he crumbled to the turf four plays into the season, right? And that's why they had all these primetime games and all of this national attention. One because of Tim Boyle or somebody else, like no, no offense to Tim Boyle, but Aaron Rodgers brought the star power to the Jets. So if you're the team and you realize, you know what? Maybe 2023 is not in the cards for us because obviously we let pretty much the majority of the season slip away and we're struggling to the extent that we are. I don't think it's worth our while to go out there and have you come back less than 100%, potentially risking part of next year for some ill-fated pursuit of satisfying an ego. But I guess they're going to have to cross that bridge when they come to it. I don't think it's the right decision, but I'm not the one making the decisions either. Ira's in Staten Island. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Ira, how are you? Well, pretty good, Dan, and I totally agree with you. Um, and listen, you know, I'm not going to knock Roger at all. Uh, if anything, if he needs this for motivation to work harder, God bless him. I give him a lot of credit. But, I mean, to step on the field, I mean, I, I don't see where there's anything whatsoever to gain except for maybe lifting up the morale in the building. But to actually play in a game, we don't need to see him go 18 for 24 for 250 and a touchdown. We've seen that for, what, 15, 18, 20 years? So let, let him heal. If he wants to practice, let him practice. But you, the, Woody Johnson, Joe Douglas, and Solomon need to sit down with him. Listen, this is, you know, this is how it has to be. We're, we're shelving you for the year. You're going to practice, but, you know, you know, we'll stretch it out to 20 more days. But then there's going to be no game action. You want to practice with the team, get into shape, that's fine. But they, we can't take the risk because – God forbid something would have happened to him. Then, then all of a sudden next year we're starting off on on, on the wrong end, of, wrong end right away. And I and I right wouldn't that be so jet like to begin with, right? Oh my! I mean, could you right. imagine like he's playing? He, he's playing against the Browns fourth quarter. He's taking on a winning drive, and and God forbid something happens to the guy. So just you know, this year is not meant to be. Just let it just finish out, and let's let's reset for next year. I, I, I agree with you, and I thank you for the phone call. How about this? You know, remember back in the preseason when word got out that he was playing against the Giants, right? He was going to take some snaps in that game. He was going to play one drive, two drives, whatever it was. I remember how people were freaking out then, like, why are you playing him in that game? There's nothing good to come of it. Why is he playing in a preseason game? Well, he made it through the preseason game okay, but then he got injured four plays into the season. And then the year was basically wrecked after that. So then if Ira was saying, God forbid, he comes back late in the season when the playoffs are are completely moot at that point. And if he were to injure himself then, which is going to eat into next year, then what do you do? Right? Good luck coming back from that one. Look, I understand... Part of what makes these guys great is that drive, is that competitive fire. That's how they got to this point in their careers, right? That's, that, that, that's how they've had all this success. Because there was a point in their lives, and especially like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers wasn't this like highly recruited dude out of high school. 
Had to go to junior college. Prove that he was better than those guys there. Prove that he was better than some of the guys who were playing big-time college football. Then he goes over to Cal and does his thing there. Then he comes into the draft, and then it was, oh, he sinks in the first round. Right? They took Alex Smith with the first overall pick, and Rodgers is sitting there in the green room, and he drops all the way to the end of the round and you know, then has to sit and wait behind Brett Favre for a couple of years, like waiting for his turn, waiting to prove everybody wrong. And obviously he proved everybody wrong. But that just doesn't go away. That's not something that just completely is invisible after a while. It's like that, that, that chip on your shoulder. No, that, that still fuels you. And you heard him say very early on in this whole rehab process with the injury that this is something that he wanted to do. Nobody has come back from this injury as fast as, you know, I don't know what the, 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 the date is, Cam Akers or whatever it was a couple of years ago. Right? He wanted to be the guy. So if this is all about satisfying that and just checking off a box and saying, oh, this is why I'm doing this, not for the betterment of the team, not for the betterment of, you know, trying to make the players. See, remember, the caveat to this whole idea throughout the season, could he come back? Would he come back? Is it worthwhile? Even Robert Sala was saying it. The team would still have to be playing for something. There was still something potentially to gain. You had to be in some sort of playoff positioning. And right now, I know that they're not mathematically eliminated yet, but they're pretty damn close. I was saying it last night. Like, when you watch games and they show the standings up on the screen, you know, the teams that are leading the division, then you have the wild card teams, then you have the the in-the-hunt teams. Jets aren't even up there in the the in-the-hunt anymore. So what happens when you lose four in a row. And it's like pulling teeth just trying to score a touchdown. That's what happens to your season. What's done is done. Now, you want to have him out there on the practice field? You want to have him in the building? You want to have him meeting in the cafeteria with his teammates and, you know, trying to encourage them and spur them on? Absolutely. I'm all for it. But that may not help that much out on Sundays on the football field. Because what was painfully evident since he went down four plays into the game is that you've had inferior quarterback play. And nobody that you were going to get is going to measure up to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's the, one, that's the reason they went out and got him and did everything to make sure that he was as comfortable as possible, building an entire organization around one guy, and it did not work out. But it's not to say that 2024 would be any different. So I think that they're hoping it will be. All right, that's going to do it for us here. I know a short one. Ranger Hockey up next. We'll do it again tomorrow after TMKS coming up at 6.30. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.